0: This faith thing It has to be authentic Because the current state Of most Christian faith Is this They often talk faith But act reason They talk faith their behavior is reason. They reason. They reason with their own thoughts. The mind and heart doesn't conduct itself as faith, but reason, sense reason. And this is why I understand when it talks about the double minded man receives nothing from the Lord. But the question is why? Because they're trying to live dual citizenship. The double-minded man is always unstable, because they build their house on the border line of two countries. They seek claim citizenship in both governments. The government of reason, and the government of faith. So it builds its house on the borderline of both. Unstable. This is most Christians. See, we're talking faith, but we're not living faith. The first century church, it wasn't until after Acts 15 to where even the apostles experienced authentic faith. I was like, wow. There was involved in a lot of signs and miracles, but still, this was not the superhuman faith. Oh, okay. I'm going to jump right into it. We talked about last Sunday in the teaching, eliminating the misunderstanding and deception about faith. There's a lot of misunderstanding about faith. And to define faith is to eliminate the misunderstanding. So we're going to define it. Amen? Amen. So what is faith? I need you to listen very closely. What is faith? Highlight the word is, I-S. What is faith? Faith is giving substance to things. Faith gives substance to things. It causes, faith causes what is, what is not to be. Faith causes to be. It's not that it's not. It's because you're going by your natural senses that you think is not. But if you have authentic faith, you're just in a position and posture and perception of it is. See, you're waiting on to see your life, whatever you're waiting on for, you're waiting But faith doesn't wait. It is. Faith is the evidence. It is the thing. It is now. You're waiting for faith. You're waiting for the thing or the situation to change for you to thank God. Faith is, and it causes what is not, which is not the reality for the believer to be. It's eradicating your natural senses so that what you think is not, Becomes to be. Faith is God's ability. Barak. Nothing out of nothing. The invisible faith perceives the invisible. It sees the invisible. For you, it means it's not there. But for a believer that has authentic faith, the invisible is visible. I want you to be able to live this out because faith has not been taught to us the way that it should have. It's been taught incorrectly. This is why you you don't pray for faith. You don't go on a fast for faith. Faith is. I'm born again and I have the ability to see what is not. have the ability to see in a situation to where I go back to where my boss at some years back told me when I went and asked for a 15% increase and they said not. But my faith allow me to perceive and see beyond the not. Because faith is. But I see, so you can't tell me it's not. It has to manifest because I see it. And so when I, when it comes to trusting the word of God, this releases the energy and power for you to perceive the invisible. See but because we don't trust God, you can't see the invisible. It's so much guys, it's so much. Superhuman power that has the ability. Now this is what ha- this is what goes on with this faith that we have. This superhuman power gives you, the ability to compress realities. I was, after I did my study, I'm just walking. I, w- I was telling Mr. Brown, I said, when you study, you're never finished because he just have these talks with you. And I'm walking through the house from one point to another, and he says, compress realities. I said, huh? Yes, you have... The ability to compress realities, which means, Aunt Joyce, you have the ability for when the word of God says that when you think you don't have, but you do, you're able to see in your wild look like you don't have. Okay, that's in time. All right. But then, but the word of God says you have more than enough. And now speak what is not to be. So what you're able to do is speak what's natural. You don't say it what was natural. Look like you don't have. But now what he says, now allow the word to live up a standard. Your life to come up to the word of God. Now when you do that, that compress eternity into time. That's compressing realities. I said, God, we have the ability to do that? the ability to change your circumstance but you see because how you're seeing you're framing it to be you're confirming the not to remain you're confirming things not to change because of how you are confessing You're not allowing the word of God to lift up a standard in your life. And faith then is evidence. It's the warranty of the scene. Faith comes with the warranty of the scene. Hold on. All right. You you can't pass it. Faith comes so you and in your situation. And things not going well. Financial, health, whatever. Not going well, right? Marriage, things not going well. So, thank you, Holy Spirit. Which just means that this is a lease. And the lease is something temporary. Yeah. Subject to change. So what? Faith does, it comes to bring a warranty and deed of ownership. So now, it's now removing the lease rental of how your life looks. And so now what happens is when faith arrives in your life, now there is a deed, an entrustment that your life has been bought and is changed according to the word of God this is your new deed of life so you, you're not what, see, you're not seeing what the word of God has said we're saying it but we're not seeing it and you're not seeing it because you're not obeying the word of God when you obey the word of God now your life have to conform to the word of God Faith is, and I'm still on faith is, full confidence in God's word. It accepts God's word. Faith accepts God's word. His promises in his warnings. And it act on it accordingly. Faith acts upon the facts of the word of God accordingly. See, we don't act upon the word of God. We say it, but we don't Act upon it. Which means you have to be in a trial, you have to be in a situation, you have to be in a testing to allow you now to use the facts of the word of God and to act upon it. See, we don't act upon it, so you don't experience the benefit of the word of God. Essentials of faith. Abandon yourself. How you feel. All emotional, what I'm going through. He said, abandon that. Leave that. The word must become your necessary food. I know we all like to eat something or more things than others. But the word must become your necessary food. And the question is, has the word become your necessary food? And if the word has not become your necessary food, then you can't live this. <laughs> We're benching on the word. Glory to God. I see red. How y'all doing? He says, love you guys. Um, see, when you love people, it not matter how long it's been. Just love them. You're glad to see them again. Amen. Amen. Um, Essentials of faith. You must meditate on the word of God. Soak in the word of God. The question is, are you meditating on the word of God? Are you soaking on the word of God? I don't mean soaking in your prayers. I mean, actually, this is what you're doing. You're meditating. You're pondering. You're musing on the word of God. And when you do that, we know that what's essential with faith is love. Love is essential for faith because love gives birth to faith and faith strengthens love. Amen? There are three phases of faith. The first one is knowledge. Second is assent. Third is trust. So when you actually do, mm, I'm going to break this down. Knowledge is this. Knowledge is that obviously you inform about something and you recognize the facts. Knowledge. Assent means that you accept the facts and they're true. So when it comes to the Word of God, you read it, right? And you recognize some facts. You got the knowledge. Okay. But then you have a mental reasoning and you accept that this fact is true. Follow me? but this is where we stop we stop at mental assent we stop at just thinking about what the word of God says and is true so we we never get to trust so this is why we never get to authentic faith because we just have knowledge of pastor yeah and then we have mental assent we reason and we said okay yeah this is good God is great These are his promises, and so we stop there, and we trip up on number three, trust. Trust means to commit your circumstances to the truth. I may be going through whatever I'm experiencing, but I commit my situation to the truth. Because I know, when I was in a a really bad marriage, abusive marriage, I had to commit my situation to the truth. And I actually said, this is not the life that God intended me to have. So I committed my marriage to the truth. Are you committing your circumstances to the truth? What God has said about you and those around you. For instance, Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So if you read that, you, you have knowledge. You recognize that these are the facts. And then you have mental assent. Like, okay, yeah, I accept that this is true. But you stop there. So when you lack like feed testimony... They let her go at her job. This is her testimony. <laughs> See, you don't understand. This is her testimony. <laughs> you going to testify of God's glory.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the club.
0: And it says, Fee, he loves you so much that he would, and this is for anyone else that uh, needs this uh, scripture. Romans 8, 28. And we know. Mm. That all things, whether good, whether appear to be good or bad, they work together for good, for fee, because she loved God. There you go. That's the root of it right there. And she's called according to his purpose. So now she has to trust and commit her circumstance. Not looking at, oh, where, where's some other income? Or, what am I need? What am I going to do? No, I commit this situation to the truth. Amen. All things work out for my good.
1: Amen. Amen. Can, I, can I just put a disclaimer a claim on that? Hmm? Now, if you don't show up for work and you're late and you're doing all the other things, you get fired. That's not working for your good.
0: <laughs> right.
1: You got some other issues. I just want to make sure you understand there's a difference. Okay? All right, go ahead.
0: Because it says for those who love God. That's right. See now, for those who love God, we're going to do things decent and in order. There you order, go. There you God go. is a God of order. Amen. So the operation of faith. We talked about that faith sees the invisible. It believes the unbelievable. And it receives the impossible. Faith sees the invisible That's right. believes the unbelievable, That's what it does. and receives the impossible. Amen. Man, I could go someplace with that. Me too. <laughs> Let's go. Operation of faith function. It functions independent mm-hmm. of your circumstance. It function outside of your circumstance. Don't try to put faith in your circumstance. That's not how it works. As we become one with the word and act upon the word, then faith becomes your unconscious reality. As you become one with the word, And act upon the word. Obey it. Then faith becomes a unconscious reality. You're not even thinking about it. You're not releasing it. It's just working. It's just working. Because you're walking in love. No. You're just living your life as a Christian. And things are coming to you. Because you... Are one with the word and you act upon the word of God. When we believe God's word and obey his holy precepts, his spirit, his spirit, releases power that works in our life to fulfill his purpose. See, we got to get off the bandwagon of your purpose for your life. That's why you're so frustrated. Because you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing or you're going to the same type of job that you're frustrated about that. Yeah. Same routine of doing the same thing or then, you know, here come the weekend and I can turn it up on the weekend to make me forget the rest of the week. But here we go on Monday again. But that's what happened, right? Because we, we want to do something to make, it, make us kind of forget that we got to go to work on Monday. But you got to go back. And it's going to be the same thing, same people, right? It's because you have not allowed God to reveal his purpose in your life for you. You're trying to do it. That's why it's so frustrating. Where you're at, where you're living, what you're doing, the people you're around, your, your family. E- everything is getting on your nerves because you're not living God's purpose. And you're going to find out there's nothing you can do. That can allow you to get away from God's purpose. You're going to be frustrated. You can do all what you, the things that we do to, you know, to relax. You know, we,
1: come to church. Yeah, you stay away from They'll the world. There's yeah, some things that you do. I feel better. But when He I don't comes after come you. <laughs> you. Feel better.
0: How many you feel that God be just coming after you, chasing you, just like no matter what It'll you do, you're showing thing. up. he just, just be showing up places. <laughs> Let's get a better understanding of the operation, again, of our faith, this superhuman power. Come on, teacher. Romans 10, verse 9 through 10. Al, can you go there for me really quick?
1: You better be quick, yeah.
0: Because this is about, this is really the sinner's prayer. But this really also is about being delivered in all ways. Mm -hmm. Not just one way for it to have eternal life, but deliver in all of your ways. That's good. You
2: there? Nine through ten. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and in your heart believe, adhere to, Trust in and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation." So he's saying here,
0: you have to acknowledge, you see the facts, and you say yes, then you say it's true. But then the third is to trust that what you just read or heard that I, I'm committing my life to this fact that I believe is true. But what is the operation in that process? With the heart, with your spirit, With your spirit, you believe. See, you're trying to believe with your mind and trying to think in your heart. He says, but with your spirit, you believe. Mm -hmm. So when a man is born again, eternal life is imparted in his spirit. Eternity is imparted in your spirit. And so Holy Spirit comes into your body, and he dwells in your spirit. This is the way that he communicates with us. Not with your mind, but with your spirit. Spirit to spirit. See, this is what's not happening is that Holy Spirit is not communicating with your spirit because you have your spirit on lock. You have your spirit on lockdown. He can't get to your spirit. You're trying to communicate with him with your intellect, with your reasoning, which makes this not to be authentic faith. He must communicate with our spirit because when that happens, he reaches and influences our intellectual process. Hear me. When you allow your spirit to communicate with Holy Spirit, he reaches in and influences your spiritual intellect. Now you can perceive and see the invisible. Now you can see and perceive the impossible. What you experience in your life, what you're experiencing in your life, if it's not the best and it's not the Zoe God kind of life, See, then you need to be able to see and perceive the impossible. See yourself out of your situation. See yourself in your new home. See yourself wherever and whatever you have before God. But you can't see that if you're reasoning with your own intellect. Your thoughts. He you said, your thoughts, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. They're, they are far above the heavens. See? But to reach where he is, your spirit has to communicate with his spirit. And this is not something that's forced. Oh, how do I do it? Do I go and say, spirit talk to the Holy Spirit? No, there is, when you read the word of God, you meditate on the word of God, you pray, this is the life of a Christian, right? So when you live a Christian life, it's on automatic. There's no button you need to push, there's no steps I need to go through. It's just that simple. Amen. 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 Your faith really is a product of your spirit. It's a child of the spirit. Your faith Mm, mm. is a child of the spirit. Mm. That's really. This is why he said you must first come to me as a child. Superficial faith. Let's go to John two twenty-three through
2: 24. But when he was in Jerusalem during the Passover feast, many believed in his name, identified themselves with his party. Mm-hmm. After seeing his signs, wonders, miracles, which he was doing. But Jesus, for his part, did not trust himself to them, because he knew all men.
0: What he's saying here is that now, when he was in Jerusalem, you have some people who are saying that I believe in the name of Jesus. And we, we say that. We believe in the name of Jesus, we believe in the signs that he did. But Jesus is saying here, I don't entrust what you're saying. Because I can perceive the heart of man. And he said, your heart is superficial and it's fickle. He said, that's the human nature. In other words, he was saying, this is an unsettling truth and belief that there's a kind of belief that does not obtain my fellowship. There is a kind of belief that does not obtain fellowship with me. Meaning, again, if I don't trust God, I'm not obeying his word, but I'm talking the word. We got a lot of Christians who's talking the word. But they're not living the word. He says, I know your heart. You're fickle and you're superficial. And you have no fellowship with me. you dressing Churchy, you're talking, churchy. You're very religious in your ways, but you have no fellowship with me. This is not saving faith. This is superficial faith. See, and this is why a lot of people don't like to go to church anymore. Because you see the people going to church just like you hanging out in the street. And let's you know, just let's just do this because, you know, my, my parents went to church or this and that. And this is why I'm kind of go, oh, it's just the right thing to do. And it's been something that's just been ingrated in me. So this is why I go. But having no real relationship. Adam, how long have you been saved or been attending church prior to walking ministry? A lot of years. So, would you say that within the last year or so, do you feel that you had a relationship, a true relationship with God prior or now? Now. And could you say that could be attributed to how, I guess, the culture of church have really turned to? See, they don't operate in authentic faith. Superficial. So you develop superficial people. So let's talk about some examples of this superficial faith. Nicodemus. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God. For no one can do these things, these signs that you do unless God is with him. He recognized that he's He's the Messiah. You're the teacher. And that he is from God. They recognize that you are the son of God. But he didn't have authentic faith. And Nicodemus
1: was of the Sanhedrin. He was of the upper class. The ones that really passed the law. The ones that said, Jesus, kill him. Mm -hmm. He was of that. Sanhedrin. So I mean I'm just saying he knew all the stuff. But didn't really know.
0: Yeah, and he they were a group that just, definitely believed in the signs and miracles. Of the, of the, yeah. the ruling class. What God is saying here, he said he did not see through the signs. See, we are looking for signs.
1: The pastors, the preachers.
0: He didn't see through the signs to the glory of the only Son of God. He only saw the signs and they were so impressive that the natural mind had to draw the conclusion that he has to be the son of God. But not understanding that he had died for our sins and his whole purpose for coming. Not understanding the redemption, the work that had to be done. This was a saving, authentic faith. Other examples of the superficial faith, Martha, John eleven twenty seven, 27, and she says, she said to, to the Lord, yes, Lord, I believe, talking about Lazarus, and continue to believe that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the Son of God, he who was destined and promised to come into the world, and it is for you that the world was, has waited on. She said, I believe this.
1: Sound like a real believer.
0: Faith, still superficial. Because mm. she didn't have the understanding of the reductive work. Peter Confession, you are the Christ. The true and living God. Christos. Dalton Thomas. But the saving faith is this. I want to back a little bit. Talk about just one aspect of faith. Because we have creative faith, dominating faith, and of course the superficial faith, which is the most dangerous. So as Jesus was on the boat, storm storm was out, Walters got troubled, and he saw... Jesus out on the water. And Jesus said this to him. Imagine having a conversation with your creator that says, Come and join me on the waves of the water.
1: That's exactly.
0: Come and join me on the waves of the water. He didn't just say, Come and walk. I bid you to come. He said, Come and join me on the waves of the water. Okay. See these are the kind of conversations that we can't comprehend for real. see because he started off really with the, the faith that wasn't authentic because if it was an authentic faith he wouldn't have fell. Saving faith is a believing on Christ with the understanding the affections and with the will that is with the whole man understanding the affections and the will so you have to have the understanding of who he is why did he come what he died for and when he rose with all power we have to understand all of that Amen. and then you are to have affections that arises out of that understanding. See, when we do communion, we don't, we don't have, some of us don't have the affections that arises out of that redemptive work. So it's just you, you have a cup, you're just drinking in the bread, you're breaking. But you, if you had a revelation, an insight, could see in the invisible into eternity, then you could go back to the time and period and to when he was slayed. And you would have affections. Mm -hmm. And your will will be the will of the Father. Wow. Uh, We got to learn about dominating faith. Because dominating faith, it rules your circumstances, it rules demons, and it rules death. You must obtain, exercise dominating faith. Stop speaking what you can't do. Stop speaking what I need and I don't have. You have to start using dominating faith, which is the word of God, of what it says for your life. Speak his promises for your life. This is dominating faith. When you speak weak, you then dilute your faith. When you speak weak, you dilute your faith. Wow. John 8, verse 30 to 31, we're talking about authentic saving faith.
2: As he said these things, many believed in him, trusted, relied on, and adhered to him. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. He said, not only believe in me,
0: because this is what most Christians don't, I believe in Christ. He said, but you must remain and a life that really states that you are a child of the most high God. He said, and "Be faithful to my teachings. All the way to the end." That's right. Until you decide to really live for Christ, don't expect your life to change.
1: Say, say that. Say that real slow.
0: Stop setting yourself up for the fall. Why would we, why would you want to keep deceiving yourself? And who wants to be on a roller coaster ride that never ends?:
1: That's so good.
0: See, the enemy tries to tell you where you can live. He tries to tell you where you can go, he tries to tell you what kind of job you're going to work. And you believe it. So it limits you, and it confines you in a culture to where you're not called to be in. You are a child of the most high God, and you're not called to be in the culture where you have limits. You are to speak a thing, and it is to be. You are to speak a thing, Celeste, and it is to be. Saving faith is based on receiving and comprehending the purpose of the blood and Christ's substitutionary work. First Thessalonians 2.13, we're going to go through here quickly. I'll, I'll read it out. It says, For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but for what it really is, what it really is, the word of God which also performs its work in you who believe. So when you read the word of God and you believe the word of God, it works in you. It works in you. So if the word of God is not, you don't see the word of God in your life, that it, mean, it means that it's not in you. See, the enemy came when you heard the word, and you didn't accept it. This is why immediately you must accept the word so the enemy doesn't snatch it away. Hide it in your heart. He wants, to, he wants to speak. The enemy wants to speak a lot of negative things about your life. He wants you to, to have these small success stories. He wants you to have these small moments of being happy.
1: Go ahead. Instead of but
0: God says... That he wants you to live a life with peace and joy forever That's lasting. Right. That happiness, joy. Pass it forever, forever, forever. Every day should be a day of joy. Amen. Not, oh, I got to do this and we got that and all this trouble. Get rid of all the drama. And so we do other things to make us feel that we're not in the life that we live in. Yes, that's your address, and that's where you still live. But if you don't want to live there anymore, then move. Amen. That same life follow you when you go on vacation. I'm
1: just saying that same life follow you when you go on vacation. Exactly, Pastor. So that's no the different thing. There's no there than it is here.
0: Only mm-hmm. accept that you're there. There you go. You're not here. <laughs> but your problem's still with you. Uh-huh. He said you're... He said, I continually pray for you because you're being persecuted and you still are not complaining. You're still bringing God's glory. He said, I am praying for you that you keep the same integrity of the word to God call you home. He said, I'm praying that no matter what you're going through, Joyce, that you still proclaim my goodness. Amen. See, it's one thing that you said, when a person when we don't think we have, salvation alone is the
1: That's it. the most richest thing on, you could ever
0: have. Salvation alone. But the enemy making you think that a car a house a or a thing, relationship
1: yeah.
0: or a relationship I'm gonna leave that one It's when you have arrived. Mm-mm. And we've seen that with all the movie stars, and celebrities, that they have the big cars and homes and relationship, and, and they're most suicide. depressed
1: and commit suicide
0: and commit suicide exactly, pastor. So the thing is, about it is love. that what is the question? What what are we really missing? Because you're still not happy with the things you haven't returned back to your first love, which okay
1: should be your salvation.
0: These people were persecuted. Paul deeply desired that they knew that he wanted to encourage them because you're walking so worthy. You're walking worthy. You're walking worthy of the call. You're, you're not complaining. You're not crying. You're not depressed. You're not murmuring. You're walking worthy. You're being persecuted. I mean, they, they, they have you locked up. They have you in prison, and you're still singing hymns to God. You're still saying that he's good. You, you're still sending up praises to your Lord. He said you're walking worthy of the call.
1: Paul, so I know how to base and abound.
0: Be good no matter what situation. Our supporting scripture is Romans huh. 1, verse 16 through 17. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of Christ, for it is God's power working until salvation, for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident. Surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. But springing from faith and leading to faith, clothes through the way of faith that arises to more faith. Good God, As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. I need you to hear this. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the good news. I'm not ashamed that I say my God is good when you see me going through. I'm not ashamed to still say that I have more than enough. I'm not ashamed to say that he's my God. It says because it's a power that's working in me while I'm still praising him, while I'm going through, while I'm still suffering, when I'm still being persecuted, when I'm being laid off. There is a power that's working in me because I know my God. I'm still acknowledging my God. There's a power fee that's working inside of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, it's, it's working and it's delivering me from me. eternal death. It's uh, it's delivering me from my foes, from my enemy, from the adversary. Because I'm still praising my God. I'm still giving him joy. I'm still clapping my hands. I'm still praising God. I'm still even helping others when it looks like I need help. It's still, see, when I look out for my brethren, can you imagine what God is going to do for you? When I'm in need, it appears. See, when it appears that I'm in need. It appears. When you look at me, it appears that I'm in need. But I I have all. I have all sufficiency. (laughs) Because I have the Messiah. I have the anointed one. Oh, I'm confident.
1: Sound like you know your God.
0: I'm firm in my reliance to my God.
1: So, so, so you're putting your trust in him That's right. not people. Not my job. This is, what, this is what happens. Your trust should be in him. Your reliance should be in him and the integrity of his word. Not your job. That's right. That's <laughs> your boss.
0: But God. Okay. He said it's springing from. Oh. See, for the gospel, a righteousness which God obstructs. Upst- a scribe is revealed. What is that righteousness? He said, You've been made righteous. Do you really understand that what that really means? Mm. He said, You've been made righteous. So when Holy Spirit, when you're born again, Holy Spirit comes in and he dwells inside of you. And what makes you righteous is that now he possesses you. Now you've been made righteous. Ah. You can't do the presence like that. of Holy Spirit now makes you righteous he makes you. because he has taken possession of your temple. Oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. And until he take possession of your temple, you're going to still want to do the same things that you used to do. He has to take possession full occupancy of
1: all of you. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. It won't be a struggle then. It won't be a struggle then to live righteous uh, because you've been made righteous. All right. Mm-hmm. He said you're
0: springing from faith. What does this mean? Faith to faith.
1: <laughs> love it,
0: love he it. said you're springing from your human faith mm-hmm. to your superhuman faith. Your basis was a human faith. He said now you're now it's leading you to your superhuman faith. That has taken occupancy inside of you. Now, mm. uh, jump in because you, 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 you got some things going on behind me. I
1: do. I got a whole
0: lot going on. So, like so, you want to so, turn so, over the table. So with all this faith
1: talk, <laughs> with all this faith talk, see, I'm, I'm, y'all, I know y'all might be hearing faith, but I'm hearing love. Amen. Because that's how your faith works. It's by love. So love. Think about it. Love is supernatural, because it's it's not it's not phileo. It's not euro. It's not it's agape. But that's what he is. He's none of those other things. But he is, he is agape. Amen. Unconditional. Say so y'all. Okay, y'all. Y'all. I know you keep hearing faith, but every time she say faith, I hear love. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, teacher. Anybody else here? Wow. Is anybody else here? Love, because your faith is conditioned on your love. So your real issue is not your faith. Your real issue is your superficial love. Okay. Go ahead, teacher. Go ahead. Can I get an amen on that, teacher? Amen. All right. (laughs) Glory
0: to God.
1: I'm sorry. I, I
0: can't hear Faith. I'm, hear I'm, love. I'm coming up on a closing.
1: Come
0: on. Uh, come Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Very familiar uh, scripture here.
1: Y'all
0: right out there. It says, go, Al, you good? Get involved, Al, get involved. You love the word then <laughs> Get involved. Connect with your God.
2: <laughs> now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old gained approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared Mm -hmm. by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. I love what you
0: said, the key word approve. Remind me I said that. Okay. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the thing we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see. Faith is what you do not see. And it convicts reality. It convicts time. It puts time on trial. It convicts time. See, you're not, uh, see, you have to understand that when you have authentic faith and your situation doesn't align to the word of God, your faith, when it comes up and live up a standard, it convicts time. It convicts that reality. And this is why now both now heaven and the earth reality are compressed. And now I can see what I couldn't see. I can see what I couldn't see about my life, about who I am, about my relationship, about my marriage. I saw how the enemy was working behind the scene. Oh, I see it now. I see it fully. I see it clearly. So I respond to people differently because I can see behind the scene. I can see demons and I can see angels and I can see God working on my behalf. I can see in the invisible. For by faith, we trust in holy favor, born of faith. The men of old had divine testimony, born to them and obtained a good report. They heard the voice of the word speak. They heard the word speak. The report, when you have a report, it's something that's read. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the sets of ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for intended purpose, like your life. There are some things that God needs to put in order because he has intended purpose. There are some things about your life that has to come in order because God has an intended purpose. When you get rid of your purpose... And while you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing it, then God can come in and bring his intended purpose, which will bring peace, balance, shalom, harmony. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Remember this. Remember this, Red. The trial and temptation is not about you. This is for everyone. Everyone. But I want, to leave, I want to leave my baby girl with this. The trial and temptation is not about you. When something is not about you, you don't get involved. When it's not about you, you don't get involved. I don't put my emotions in it. My heart doesn't go in it. I don't put my thoughts in it because it's not about you you the trial and temptation is not about you it's not an attack on you but an attack on the word oh, come on. Oh, come on. see what happened with you Fee? it was an attack on the word it wasn't even about you it wasn't, it's not about you at all so it's good that you didn't have your feelings in it because it wasn't about you it didn't concern you it's the father's business he was being attacked and no one can stand against him See, you as a believer, anytime you're going through something, it's not an attack on you. It's on the word that you stand for. It's coming for the word. Do you believe what you've been saying all this time? What you've been dancing about? What you've been confessing? What you've been lifting your hands about? What you've been clapping about? Do you stand firmly on your word? The enemy is coming for your faith is an attack on your faith as a believer it's not about you this is why the battle is not yours it's the Lord because it's an attack on him and I close with this Galatians 3 2 through 3 Amplified Close with this.
2: Al, you want to read? I know you do. Let me ask you this one question. Are you reading Amplified? It's Amplified. Okay. (laughs) Did you receive the Holy Spirit as the result of obeying the law and doing its works? Or was it by hearing the message of the gospel and believing it was it from observing a law of rituals or from a message of faith are you so foolish and so senseless and so silly having begun your new life spiritually with the Holy Spirit are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh He's
0: asking you this when it comes to faith. And Romans 10:9, as a sinner, when you did the, the sinner's prayer, you confess that Jesus Christ was your Lord. He died on the third day and he rose again so that you may have eternal life. He said, You believe that, right? He said, and by faith you receive and enter into salvation. He said, What? He said, now, he said, can you can you now? Continue on without the Holy Spirit to live this life? Are you foolish? Do you now use your flesh as a reason to live something out that's spiritual? You you must finish the way that you started. By faith, the just must live is required to live by faith, led by the Spirit, which is the teacher, which is your God. Are you foolish to think now that you can live by your reason and your intellect and you'll figure it out and you'll make it work and you'll switch things from here to there? He said, this is all I want to ask you. He said, this is all I want to ask you, people of the most high God. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as the result of obeying the requirements of the law? Or was it the result of hearing the message of salvation and with faith believing it? Are you so foolish and senseless? Having begun your new life by faith. You've begun your new life by faith. With the spirit. Are you now being perfected and reaching spiritual maturity by your flesh? So are you telling me now your flesh now is um, growing you up? growing up your spirit, are you now saying that? That is by your own works and efforts to keep the law, just to speak faith? Are you saying that you're growing spiritually now just to speak faith and not to obey it and act upon it? He said, are you saying that? You are to live by your initial faith new birth. You were born into this kingdom by faith. So we are now and should be faith masters where we once were slaves. We are to be conquerors and not to be weak. We are to be fearless and take the place of Jesus. Fearless in the face of all adversity Fearless in the face of all adversity. Standing firm because you have the allegiance with the most high God. Dwelling inside of you, working prophecy to be fulfilled in your life. Now allow this new life, this new creation that has never existed before, thrive in you richly profusely abound in your life and live the impossible live the impossible amen I pray that the word of God has really reached your heart today and your life has changed your mindset has changed he says this is even how you receive the Holy Spirit you don't try to get him just receive him just receive him. He does the work. He gives a gift. You just receive. Amen. Glory to God.